Good morning. Oh, now you'll have to put up with me sometimes looking through my glasses and sometimes looking over the top because I can't see you properly through the glasses. I, but I can see what I've written down. <laughs> it was really lovely here to have, uh, when I'm coming to speak, not having to have thought about the worship as well. So often when I've been speaking in little tiny churches somewhere, they don't have a worship group or somebody to lead worship and I have to do the lots. <laughs> So it's really lovely just to sit and relax and spend some time in worship. And um, some, the way it was led this morning and the focus, very much there's been that focus on thanking God for his gift of Jesus and how um, we've been saved and that, that stupendous gift, that overwhelmed gift. Um, and I'm glad about that because that's not what I'm going to talk about this morning. <laughs> Uh, and yet it is the gift, isn't it? What I've, uh, I have, the text that I chose was um, from James. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And uh, when we think about Jesus, like I said, it's that ultimate gift. But it's every good and perfect gift. And I thought, oh, so where do I start with this? At the dictionary is always a good place to start, I think, for the words. <laughs> and I looked up good in the dictionary. We have an Oxford English Encyclopedic Dictionary. And I had about 10 definitions for the word good. And the ones I chose to take uh, it to in were better, best, having the right or desired qualities, efficient Competent, reliable, benevolent, morally excellent, virtuous, charitable. Jesus says in Mark chapter 10 that only God is good when he's addressed as good teacher. He says only God is good. Of course, Jesus was God. So the man was right in saying that Jesus was a good teacher. But God, uh, Jesus was pointing out that God is good. At the beginning of the Bible, we read in Genesis, in the beginning, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. In the letter to Timothy, Paul says, for everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. He at that time is referring to different foodstuffs because there was a thought that some food was not good to eat. Um, and he um, was explaining that what God provides is good. And that phrase, everything God created is good, is worth underlining. When I went through my study Bible, under the goodness of God, it says that God demonstrates his goodness in the following ways. In his actions, in his work of creation in his love, in his gifts, his promises, and his commands. And I think it's really important. It's so easy. Oh, that's a good person. That's, we have a good God. It's no good having that label unless it's expressed in some way. Um, how do you know that something is good unless something outflows from that goodness? And I want to particularly bring out four things that have come to my mind when I've been thinking about the good gifts of God and the goodness of God. God's desire to give his people good things. Perceiving his gifts. Our response to his gifts. 
and the consequences of that right response to his gifts. So first of all, God's desire to do his people good. Um, I took as the main text that verse from James chapter 1. But I was particularly taken when I went through the Bible, having a look at the goodness of God. This one really took my attention, especially with what we've been studying in Joshua and Judges about settling in the land and taking the land. This is from Jeremiah chapter 32. They will be my people and I will be their God. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good to them. I will inspire them to fear me so that they will never turn away from me. I will rejoice in doing them good and will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart and soul. When I read that, I just thought that is the most stunning statement from God. I don't know if any of you have given biblical meditation a go. Has anybody done a bit of biblical meditation? Maybe. I wouldn't say I'm no any expert, but I've done a bit of it. And uh, in particular, I keep in my mind that the word meditation really means something like chewing the cud. You know when you sit and watch a sheep in the field? Munch, 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 swallow, little munch 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 <laughs> you can see it come back up for another munch because the grass is so difficult to digest and to get the goodness out of they has been gone over several times before they can actually get the goodness out and that's what meditation is it's going over and over it uh, until it really sinks in and it becomes nourishment to the soul it's a bit like you know how people worry when people worry they go over and over and over something and that becomes the big thing in their minds it, Meditation on the Bible is the opposite thing, has the opposite impact because you're meditation, meditating on something really good. It means repeating the words to yourself, reviewing them, seeing how they apply to you. Maybe coming up with some alternative words that mean the same but seem to make more sense to you. And when I was reading that passage, it, this promise of God, an everlasting cov covenant, it's a promise that will never be retracted. It's a solemn vow. I will never stop doing good to them. I will inspire them to fear me. God's going to breathe into us so that we respect and love and acknowledge him as God. How, what a better word of it, seeing the Holy Spirit coming into us to help us to see who God really is. In, he inspires us. It reminds me of that passage where Jesus breathes on the disciples and says, receive the Holy Spirit. God will rejoice in doing us good. God loves and delights to do us good and to give us good gifts. No real surprise that James says, every good and perfect gift comes from above. A little bit earlier in that chapter, James talks about people who are lacking wisdom and, and wanting wisdom, needing to ask God for that. Within that, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. Who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. That doesn't just apply to wisdom. God gives generously without finding fault. In other words, he is so gracious to give us what we don't deserve. He delights to give us good gifts and to do so abundantly and graciously. They come to us free and unconditionally. 
He's bursting to give us good stuff without us having to earn them. So how do we perceive these good gifts? How alert are we to seeing God's good gifts? Just for a few moments, think about what God has given you this week. You might have already recognized it sometime earlier in the week and thanked him for it. But it it might be something you haven't unwrapped yet. Maybe it's been put there and, oh, yes. It doesn't have to be particularly spiritual, although spiritual gifts are a gift, obviously. And God may have given them to you to bless others or yourself uh, or to teach others. It might be something quite small. You might not have noticed it yet. might be an ability you've got, a sense that you are especially grateful for, your ability to appreciate something that gives you joy. Maybe a person. It might be a characteristic that God has developed in you. Could be something you have with you all the time and you've almost taken it for granted. Something you've forgotten is a good gift from God. It could be it's faith itself. I love that verse in Ephesians that says, It is by grace you have been saved through faith. That's the bit we always focus on, isn't it? And this not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Even the faith we have in Jesus is a gift from God. I think that's just amazing. Right, I've got some paper here, and I'm hoping you've got some bits of, got some pens scattered amongst you. There are a few about that you can share around. With your thinking about what gifts you've received, write at least one down on your bit of paper. I think writing things down always helps us to remember things. It does me anyway. I've forgotten the shopping list at home, but um, because I wrote it down, I will remember it. <laughs> Anybody surprised at what they thought of? Or is it, had you thought about it earlier in the week and thought that was good? Or have you not thought, found anything? Have you not had any gifts this week? <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Pete's got a whole list. I've found that in the past, particularly when I'm going through a tough time, it's quite a, a something to sit there and write down, and it gets bigger and bigger. My my circle of things that God has given me gets bigger and bigger as I think about the things that I'm grateful for that he's given me. Sometimes we just don't recognize things as a gift until quite a bit later. But it's quite a good exercise to to look back over a period of time and think, yeah, thank you, Lord, that you gave me that. I don't know if you know of the concept of mindfulness I'm sure it's quite a trend isn't it be, to be mi- mindful mindful thinking live in the moment I, I haven't really studied it but as I understand it it's sort of living in the moment and taking on board what what's here and now I think Jesus was a studier of mindfulness because he talked about not worrying about tomorrow tomorrow's got enough trouble of its own he says um, but I think not only has tomorrow got enough troubles and today got enough troubles today has good gifts as well there are things there are good things in today for us to be mindful of so what's your response when you see that god gift from god do we have now this is a from the way back in the past somewhere an attitude of gratitude are we immediately thankful or does it take a bit of thought When we have that relationship with God, it should be easy to be thankful to him. 
easy to see that the good things we experience are gifts from him. I feel really sorry for people who are thankful, and they're thankful, we know it's a gift from God, but they, they don't know who they're thanking. They're unable to direct their thanks to the giver. You know, people who have no relationship or belief in God will say that they are thankful for something or blessed by something. Yes. <laughs> it's really sad that they haven't gone further to come to know the giver. Isn't it wonderful to know who it is that's giving us gifts? To see what we receive as originating in the grace of God and that they're not things that we've earned. They're gifts Gifts given by a loving and faithful God. How does it make you feel when you're filled with thankfulness? Happy, yes. Peaceful, yes. Tearful, yes. <laughs> really moved. <laughs> Uncritical. Explain. You're not critical of anybody else. You're just... <laughs> that's good. Doesn't it sort of, from that thankfulness and that happiness, is, is worship. Doesn't it flow into worship? Being thankful to the giver puts God in, the, in his rightful place in our lives. And I think that might make a difference to people around us as well. Imagine if we were more all more open about giving God thanks when we know he's given us a gift. I'm, I'm challenged by this. I can, I can quite easily say I'm thankful or I'm blessed by something, thinking I know who's given it to me, but I don't sort of let out who I'm thankful to very often. But why don't I say it like it is and tell people that the thing I'm grateful for is a gift from God, that I'm grateful to God for that gift? Might not that help them to direct their gaze to him, to appreciate him? who gives the gifts, mentioned about being happy. It lifts our hearts when we recognize something as a gift from God. It might be a person that we're giving thanks for or a special experience of creation, even the thunderstorms. This morning I was listening to the thunder and I thought, what an expression of the awesomeness of God. God's in control of that. Imagine how much bigger he is. And listen to that thunder. And look at the, light, the lightning last night. Apparently the Isle of Wight had it really bad. <laughs> I wish I was on the Isle of Wight. Just a few weeks ago, um, we, where we live, we've got allotments out the back of us. And I just turned from something in the kitchen to look out of the patio window. And a barn owl is flying across the back of our hedge. I love, I love birds. It, it, that is something I'm quite enthusiastic about. But I have a barn owl in my back garden. I just was... I couldn't contain myself. I texted everybody I knew who liked birds as well. But I'd seen a barn owl and it was on my garden list. But for, for just a few seconds, I was just jumping up and down. It, me, it moved me to tears. And it was, I was so grateful for that gift and the continuing gift of that picture in my mind of this barn owl at twilight over the back of my garden. Amazing, the things in creation like little robins that can lift us even on a dark day. 
um, that we see it and it just lifts our hearts and it, it gives us joy in our heart, doesn't it? And that joy is given by God. That ability to be joyful is given by God. What a testimony to the goodness of our God. Now, I know that not everything we receive and that affects us is a good thing. Sometimes we get really dragged down by the, the stuff that goes on. It might be personal, it might be global, um, it might be stuff that's going on the other side of the road, world, but it can still make us feel down. They're not given to us by God. God gives us good things. Jesus tells us that if we know how to give our children good things, how much more does our Father in heaven give good things? He's talking specifically about the Holy Spirit, but the same applies. God gives good things to his children. But sometimes we might feel like the darkness is overwhelming. I've been through some of those times. It can be life circumstances, might be the state of the world around us. It might be something to do with how we made up. But at times, the bad stuff is just there, right in your face. It can be like a thick, dark blanket that just blots everything else out. But it's then that God's gifts can be like stars in that black. It might be an encouraging word from somebody. might come out of our regular reading of the Bible. might be the presence and ministry of a friend. They're the bright lights, the stars that shine in the, even in the bad times. We just sometimes need to look up to see them. When we do, those bright things, those gifts, can seem even brighter when they're against the black. You know when you, I don't know if you've, any, if you've had a chance to look through at stars or the moon through binoculars or through a telescope. When you look through those the, there, you see how bright, and actually that there's more of them as well. Um, I was very surprised somebody showed me through a telescope. There's this star up there. And you look, actually, there's three of them in, just glowing in the same place. We need to look up. We sometimes need to look through a telescope, which is God's love for us and our trust in him to see the bright light, to see the gifts. And even when those stars seem a bit murky, maybe there's a cloud across them at the time, by knowing and trusting God, we can trust that he will bring something good out of the black, out of the dark, out of the bad. In Romans 8, remember it says, In all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And when we can either see that star, that gift, or even when we can't, but we trust that God's going to bring something good, our expectation and our hope is lifted. Our spirits rejoice. I think Andy mentioned this morning about Jesus saying, there's trouble. And then Jesus says, take heart, I have overcome the world. When he said that, that reminded me, just over two years ago, my mum and I went on a weekend away uh, to a Christian conference centre in Bournemouth. 
And it's their habit when they have a little conference in, they put a passage on people's beds, along with the chocolate that you get when you arrive. What do I get? In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I thought at the time, oh, that's really encouraging. Why have I got that? We had a, a lovely weekend, um, and both my mum and I were very blessed. We got home on the Sunday afternoon. We'd been there about 20 minutes. And my mum had a massive stroke and died within about 36 hours. But for her... It was a complete blessing, and that weekend had just been timed exactly right, the things that she received that weekend. And I was able to share that, preparing for the funeral, at the funeral, um, and with people that I knew afterwards. Jesus has overcome what could have felt like, why did that happen now? You know, we'd had such a lovely weekend together. But it was, it was God's right timing, and I could see him working in it and, and at work there. Take heart, I've overcome the world. That's the bit I needed to remember. Not the, in this world you will have trouble. My final thought was a bit of a sort of afterthought that came to me when I was driving somewhere this couple, last couple of weeks um, and looking at the hedgerows and how beautiful they are and all the cow parsley, how it's all sort of like froth on the side of the road. And I sometimes feel, oh, couldn't it always be spring? Couldn't it always be like that when they're all so bright and green, you know? And But that's not how it is, is it? Those things pass and something else comes along. But sometimes we want to hold on to the good thing that God's given us when its time has gone. Sometimes we have a gift and it's right to... Be mindful to dwell in that gift, to soak up everything about it as a gift from God. Something my mum and I used to say to one another when we were in a lovely place or, you know, enjoying the countryside or a special experience. Drink it in. Oh, drink it in. Savour it. Have it in there. Save it for the time when you're at work and everything's awful. <laughs> when something's gone... It's past. Don't hang on to it and wish it was there all the time. It's there. Drink it in. Savor it. Have it in there. But there's something new around the corner. There's another gift. There's something good that God wants to give you around the corner. It's like, the, as I was saying, in the spring, when the snowdrops come up, isn't it wonderful? The first sign of spring's on its way. They're long gone now. They fade and the leaves sort of go all yellow and horrible and... Then the bluebells come up, and aren't they beautiful? And you go in the woods, and there's this sort of lovely blue haze. And then all the leaves go, slime. I've been pulling them out of my garden. But now the roses are coming out, and they're beautiful. And then it'll be something else. And then it'll be something else. And then in the autumn, the beautiful colours. And life is a bit like that. It's just there will be something else to bless us. God will give us something good to follow on from the good gift we want to hang on to right now. There's something new around the corner. I'm just going to summarise and then I'm going to... Um, I have in my coffee mug here, so you must empty it because <laughs> otherwise I don't get a cup of coffee. These are some verses that I picked out from the Bible when I was 
reading and studying for this morning. And don't choose one, just pick one out. They're all a gift from God, but there might be one there that's just yours for this morning. Take that as a, a word from God today, a gift from him. Um, it might be something very profound, it may be something quite light, but take it and meditate on it when you have the opportunity. Also, take up that challenge I said about at appropriate moments, when you can, see if you can't just give God the glory when you're thank being thankful for something amongst non-believers, amongst non-Christians especially, where we sometimes just hesitate. We can say it when we're talking to one another and in, in the church family. I'm really grateful to God for that. But sometimes we're not so open about that with others, and it can be appropriate to, to be so. God generously gives us good things. He pours out blessings on us. Sometimes we just don't see them. So let's look up, have a regular stock take of the gifts God is giving us and give him thanks. Let it come out and grow into worship. Let the joy we have in receiving gifts from God lift our spirits and mot motivate us to praise him. And let's take up that challenge to be open about who we're grateful to so that he gets the glory. And others might come to see and appreciate the generous God, the giver of gifts that we know. Let's just pray. Father God, we just want to lift your name up this morning and thank you so much for the generosity of gifts that you give us. So many so great. They have such an impact on our hearts and our minds. You give us such soul food when we just stop a moment and look. Help us to see those gifts even when all around seems dark for whatever reason. Enable us to see the stars in the dark. And Lord, give us courage and wisdom to give you the glory amongst non-believers. To give the thanks where it is due. To help others to see that is, that is God who gives us good gifts and that you are our good God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.